This is Cam from the Nerdbook Review, where we strive to broaden your fantasy horizons. Today, you're going to have a two-part episode. Um, It will include Katie, myself, Barry, and Chris. In the first part, we talk about the Game of Thrones, the first book in the Song of Ice and Fire series. I know you're probably thinking, oh, no one's ever done that one before. But Barry has never read either the books or watched the TV series on HBO, so we figured when he wanted to do that, it would be a good time to talk about the, uh, the whole thing. So we broke it down into two parts. The first part is actually just talking about the first book, since Barry had uh, never read it before. And the second part that you will get will actually include be mostly will actually be mostly just us talking about the wider series, uh, our thoughts and feelings about both the uh, TV series and the books. Um, I know there's the whole controversy about whether they're going to finish or not, and we'll talk about whether we even care about that at this point. So uh, it's kind of a long uh, two-parter, but if you don't care about talking about the rest of it, but you just want to actually hear about book one, uh, we talk about book one. Uh, There's a little bit of spoiler stuff, but we actually did a pretty good job, all things considered, of uh, keeping things mostly spoiler-free in the first episode. Let's get this started. Let's let's end this travesty and get started. <laughs> do we even know how we're going to do this? Nope. Not a chance. <laughs> All right. We're just going to wing but it. But hey, we can make him edit as much as we want. That's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cam. And I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. And I'm Barry. And this is the Nerdbook Review. Today, that took forever. Wow, it did. Well, Almost. I wasn't paying attention. I, was like, I figured oh, you, no. you're on it the most, so I always cut in first, but then I figured you should. I just anyway. assumed that Chris was going to go second, and then either Barry or Katie would just... I figured Katie would go last, probably. Hey, hey, I looked up for my phone when you just paused. <laughs> yes. So anyways, uh, today we're going to review a little book called A Game of Thrones by a guy with too many middle initials, George R.R.R. R. R. Martin. That's too many How hours. dare you say that with Barry here? Yeah, I have he only R. has one R. Martin has like I'm still 34, tri- right? I'm still triggered. He only has like eight. Okay. So. You have two middle names though, don't you? Yeah, Robert Davis Smith. Yeah. But yeah, my initials are birds without an I. Well, at least it's not <laughs> Jefferson Davis Smith. Have you then? Okay. <laughs> feel like your license plate needs to be birds. Yeah. As many R's as possible. Yeah, or maybe I'll add a middle name. I feel like if we've been born I'll south Irving, of the Mason so I'm Dixie. literally birds. Yeah. That would be been, pretty fly. Yeah. No, you need to add a couple yeah. more R's though, so it's birds. Maybe. I can't I can't believe your dad Sounds didn't add. Sounds pretty cool. Burr. He could have had a Beauregard. Maybe. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, Game of Thrones by George R.R. R. Martin. It is 848 pages long. It is the first book in the Song of Ice and Fire series. It was published in 1996, I believe. That, that is correct. The cover looks like it's from 1986, but... Yep. That was- um, in 1996-97, uh, the awards season, it did all right for itself. It was nominated for all the big ones, and it actually won the Locust Award, which is one of the big three. Chris or Barry, either one of you, you have the book in front of you. Chris, why don't you give us the book blurb? In a land where summers can last decades and winters a lifetime, trouble is brewing. The cold is returning, and in the frozen wastes to the north of Winterfell. Is that how you pronounce it? Winterfell? 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 Okay. 
Storm's a brewing. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard it said out loud, right? Yes. Yeah. Sinister and supernatural forces are massing beyond the kingdom's protective wall. At the center of the conflict lie the Starks of Winterfell, a family as harsh and unyielding as the land they were born to. Sweeping from a land of brutal cold to a distant summertime kingdom of Epicurean plenty, here is a tale of lords and ladies, soldiers and sorcerers, assassins and bastards, who come together in a time of grim omens. Amid plots and counterplots, tragedy and betrayal, victory and terror, the fate of the Starks, their allies and their enemies hangs perilously in the balance as each endeavors to win that deadliest of conflicts, the Game of Thrones. Oh man. Well said, Chris. Well said. So Barry, what did you, what did you think about the book? Um, I mean, I haven't read too many fantasy, but the first thing I thought after reading this book is like, I don't know if I've ever read a book that had this well fleshed out almost everything. I mean, and then from, yeah, there's other books coming and they're probably even more fleshed out than this one, but there's just, I mean, it's just a, it's a testament to the author's ability to organize a world where there's not just a bunch of different families, but like uh, many characters within those families and not just characters in those families, but characters outside those families too. And I mean, yeah, that, that's my first thought, I guess. Yeah, oh, well, and it's, it's important to mention too, this is a multi point of view book. I know we like to talk about that with when we're uh, dealing with them. So there's quite a few characters that, uh, that have chapters and, you know, from different houses. Well, and it's one where you can open the book to any page and without names, you can, tell who it is because he does a really good job of giving them personalities that come through yeah some mm-hmm. books that have multiple perspectives it feels like it's all the same person but doing different things yeah and um one thing that if you look at the map of this series um or of the the land uh, westeros um it is uh, it looks a lot like the map of england um, and it is, he does, uh, I've read that he uses, uh, like the hundred years war period of, uh, England as a, a background as a, you know, to go along with this. So it's actually kind of cool as I'm actually that at that point in that history of England podcast that I listened to. So it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know if, you know, how closely these characters would be based on any houses, but they're like, you know, the major, um, house in the north in England is the the Earl of Lancaster. He's actually like they're they're uh, relatives of the king, and they were the most rebellious of the lords. Um, one of them actually gets hung, um, drawn and quartered for treason during this time period. So uh, it is kind of a cool like little you know aside that for those of you who think that the map looks suspiciously like uh, the Isles of England. Um, I the scope of it is so grand yeah. that it uh, can be hard to follow at times. Yeah. Um, keeping track of histories and families and uh, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you have, uh, you know, the, the Westeros part, but there's also a character. Uh, uh, Dana Rice? Dana Rice. Well, let's call her Denny. Uh, Denny, Denny, <laughs> Danny, Danny. That's Does she have a 24 hour restaurant. I don't know. Uh, no, so d- that way too much time in that place. Oh yeah. You used to work there. Oh yeah. Anywho. Uh, yeah. So there's one character. Uh, she is not in Westeros. Uh, what's the place she's in called dear? Easteros. 
<laughs> aren't they exiled to an island the, oh yeah um, the, the yeah. dragon people the tanergan the tenager family the tenager the, so they're a the little generous tanager small the small small penguins julia gulia the tangere uh yeah the uh targaryens i think that's ah. i googled it and I got that. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, they were the rulers before the current uh, dude who you would love to party with, but who maybe oh, not. Yeah, there the, would be so many whores and drugs. Oh, yeah. Free whores. Was he like Axel? But anyways, yeah. So Stannis, man, he loves to drink. He's the uh, I know we're kind of getting. Did you say Stannis? I did say Stannis. Stannis, Stannis is like the uh, most straight laced guy ever. Thing. So yeah, so we're this is where like maybe Game of Thrones could be a little bit uh maybe one of the the problems with it like Chris said is there are so many characters it can be hard to keep them all together. Mm-hmm. But uh if we're trying to keep things in line uh so the main characters you got like these people in the north, they're the Starks. Mm-hmm. Uh you have Ned, he's the patriarch of the family mm-hmm. and he's got uh, sons, uh, John, Brandon. I might have a son named John Brandon. Uh, then Rob, who is his heir, and Rickon. And Katie, Katie was not going to allow me to name, if we'd had a second boy, his name was going to be Robert, but it w- I wasn't going to be allowed to name him Rickon, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, Chris brought up a very good point of Ricketts. Ricketts? Another reason that there was a no, but mostly it was just a huge no. But no, Rickon, I couldn't yeah, name you, know, you know that if you had named your kid Rickon, we would have called him Rickety Cricket. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but there would have probably been a lot of Rickroll jokes. Which is why yeah. we would have had a Lincoln link with a Legend of Zelda bedroom. It was going to be awesome. But I'm anyways. so prepared for that. Then, uh, yeah. So, uh, thanks, Betty. Way to screw that one up, huh, girl? <laughs> Just kidding. Betty's an awesome baby, by the way. Whoa. Um... Yeah, so we have the people in the north. Uh, they're the Starks. Then down south, you have the uh, kind of in the south and west, you have the Lannisters. Uh, what are they known for? Gold. Wealth. Wealth. They're real rich. Uh, they also are a fan of some incest. Uh, well, two of them are. Two of them are. Yeah. I mean, uh, not as an I mean, overarching that's better theme. than one of them, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, no. <laughs> I think everybody's guilty of that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so we have uh, three three children there, uh, adults, uh, Jamie and Cersei. They're twins. Uh, they, they're big fans of each other. Um, very early on in the book is when they try to murder one of the Stark children because he walks in on a compromising situation. He didn't walk in, but he might have been a little window voyeuristic. <laughs> Maybe. You he know. was climbing a tower, you know. Yeah. You Kids He's like kid. to climb, right? Yeah. Love oh, climbing trees. Um, I loved climbing stuff as a kid. Weird noises. And... Yeah. Uh, Barry, what so were your like hurt, What were your uh, thoughts on some of the big characters? Hero. Okay, so yeah, no, some of the good characters, it's kind of obvious uh some of them you want to root for. Some of them you want to see more of. Like, I wanted to see Rob more. I was almost disappointed I didn't see more of him. I love Tyrion, man. Did I say Tyrion? Tyrion? I don't know. 
Okay. Uh, maybe it'd be a tire company, but yeah, Tyrant's cool character. I wanted to see more of him. Every time I saw him, I just read that entire chapter right away. It was amazing. Ned is a great character too. Um, like to see more of him in the future, possibly, but there's Doesn't uh, he die in the first book. Oh yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know if he comes back or not, but that is a legitimate. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay. But um, um, I mean, I agree with Hazen a lot. I mean, it was just almost so good about fleshing out characters and there's some of the minor characters you want to know about them, but they're just all of a sudden there and there's a whole bunch of names. You're like one problem. I, well, not even a problem. It was actually had a very easy solution. And when I didn't know a character, the back of the book has a good dictionary for all the major family characters, but mm-hmm. some of them aren't in there. But like I found, you know, there's actually some websites on the internet that are not only have a good description of the character, but I like have like a hypothetical picture of him as well, which is really nice. And it gives you a really good description of the character. And I found that helpful to like to keep me on track with the book and where it was going. Okay. There that are would, a lot of characters. That would, yeah. Katie, um, what, what are your thoughts? You haven't really piped in too much on characters who you who your favorite who you, who you hated um i guess from the beginning i always did really like aria maybe just because she's a little bit rebellious to what she's supposed to be i mean i might look super girly i love dresses and all that kind of stuff you know what i do love embroidery i would have done well at that she not so much maybe but I never really liked doing the girly things as much. So I really related to kind of not wanting to do what you're supposed to. And for those of you who don't know, because um, I forgot to mention, Arya is one of the Stark daughters. Uh, yeah. Ned and Caitlin, man, they produce some kids. Catelyn. Catelyn. Thank you. I'm Caitlin. Okay. Ned and Catelyn do a really good job of popping out kids. The only problem was John. Oh she yeah, was a huge bitch about that. Oh yeah, she was, she was she was she was mean, really mean. What's your problem with that anyway? Yeah, for that time <laughs> period, like, you know what? Rob was off fighting a war. Again. Man, it's really snowing. But yeah, it's winter's uh, coming. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! That just happened. Oh man! God, I just needed to stop snowing. The uh, um. You know, one thing that I, I do think, though, that like they talk about how like summers can last for decades and winters, you know, for the same like kind of thing. I didn't think that was very like really well fleshed out. Like it like hasn't it been summer for decades? I do remember well, it always doesn't describe why they last certain lengths. Yeah, I don't think they know. I don't know if there's a legitimate astronomical excuse. At, yeah, they're not great at astronomy. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they've got just a wobbly planet. Well, yeah, because <laughs> does the other continent really? I don't. They don't have like issues, but they're also further south. I don't think they really have north. Yeah. Like that. Maybe, but I'm just saying that like, I don't really. I like I've, I. mean, I vaguely remember that it seems like that was one thing that it's always seemed a little confusing to me. Well, yeah, it's, is I don't think. Well, I think it depends on what of part of uh, the land you're winter. in, right? I think yeah. you know Winterfell. They probably have longer winters than people in the south. Yeah, how would you even be able to live in the north? And isn't it like the oldest house? But they're part of the the older race too, right? Like they were already there. The uh, the first men. The first men, yeah. They're more first men than the other ones who are uh, more from the from uh, Essos. Yeah. Estros. Oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> I legitimately couldn't remember. <laughs> you called it Estros, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah. Well, then um, <laughs> no, I'll say that later. Okay, so um, major plot point, I guess we should get into a little bit of that without getting too spoilery. Um, Mary, what is the, like, what's the big, what's the story about, really? Well, you got a bunch of different families. They're, they're kind of, there's just some, just generally, uh, some, some, some general conflict and feuds there's tension there and those tensions just generally ratchet up as like you know like you said with brand that ratchets things up and then there's a kidnapping of Tyrion, and and there's a few other things that you know ratchet up and there's just it's basically like a vie for power for the and there's the king who's kind of wobbly he's near the end of his reign and everybody wants their i mean that's in the title of the book everybody wants at least like influence on the throne of the whole land, if not actually having the throne. And then that's something you get into the the end of the book without, yeah. And the King, he's kind of a, he's kind of a George W. Bush type figure, not a very good president, kind of wobbly leader. And, you know, there's just a lot of people plotting around him and working their way. But you know, if there was cocaine in this world that Robert would do some cocaine, he'd be doing some, some bumps at Yale. He probably was <laughs> at the uh, the Citadel at the. At the <laughs> <laughs> but one of the but that's basically the book right there. And at the end of the movie, you know, you figure there's just more Game of Thrones. There's just even more conflict at the end of the book over who gets to have the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one thing, one of my favorite things. I love the description of that. What was that castle? The Eyrie, or it's just super, the super eerie. steep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was awesome. The moon. I would love to see how they could picture that in, like you know, the visual medium. That would be amazing. But <laughs> well, yeah, like um, the sky cells. Like it all sounds like, like that sounds like probably the like. There's a dungeon, you know, where you're. Yeah. There's where no light of like, having. But a then there's literally wall, you could die at any hole. moment. Because yeah. you roll too far. Yeah. You know, crazy, crazy point, though, about that. Um, as a defensive structure, though, it seems like it would be hard to supply. And if you got bottled <laughs> up in there, like, wouldn't you basically be like, that's it? Like, unless you had enough supplies and or the... In general... You gotta just keep a lot of potatoes there. Yeah, like, these places are built for siege. Because yeah. Because they've been under siege before. And they're so large that they probably have every gate stocked ridiculously. And then if they think that something's going to happen, they'll just move everything up the mountain and have even more supplies up there. Although actually it's, it was their hit like the, in the history, you know, the books Mm -hmm. ones, it was their like ancient seat of power, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't even have its own water supply. So it's not actually, (laughs) so the, uh, the Hellgate is their actual major uh, defensive fortification because it's the only way into the veil. But anyways, I just, I was just, I'm going to cut that part out, but I just wanted to note that like, it's actually not a, never been a, uh, place where they've been sieged at because they know they'd be fucked if they actually got stuck in the Erie. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's also maybe you get stuck and you hope for someone to come and help you because they're the kind of people that are loyal to whoever they're, I mean, I guess they're not a real monarch, but... The Vale, yeah. Yeah, any of these places, they're very, very loyal to the lead family. And and yeah, and the, in the Vale, they're the Knights of Rohan, right? (laughs) (laughs) Chris I really love how the longer this episode has gone on and it's gone on the way it is the more disgusted you look (laughs) 
This is painful. This is awful. <laughs> I can't imagine listening to the no, last 20 minutes of us pretending yep. like this book is... I really thought that we were going to give up on that way sooner than we did. <laughs> like, Cameron really went all in on describing it. Oh, man. Character by character. Well. Yeah, if Cameron cuts out a lot of that, it's been what? Five minutes. Well, we're currently thirty-six minutes into recording, but we had thirty-six minutes we, of recording. We, we, but we also Does that count like that? the Batman and Robin Batman, time. Yeah, yeah, for like ten minutes. At <laughs> yeah, least. we were, we probably only kept we only probably pretended like that for like twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes of it, maybe. I'll make it. I'm no, gonna. We could probably make a few mini bonus episodes today, and you can put them on Patreon and see what happens. Oh man! Listen to Cameron and everyone talk about Batman movies. <laughs> The shitty ones. And I know it's warm enough that the snow's not going to stick, but look how hard it's snowing currently. All right, so if you are listening to this episode still and haven't shut it off, congratulations or I'm sorry. There's probably not too many of you that are going to be listening to this episode who have never actually heard of Game of Thrones before, um, the Song of Ice and Fire series, but Barry really did read it for the first time and has never watched any of the... Uh, any of the shows. Any of the shows. And he's yeah. only read the first book. So and he's only read the first Some book. Some of it's BS, though, because I can still see the... It's impossible to escape the promotional material. So I know a few people who are still alive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there have always been still alive. Another story. Yeah. Ah. Mm. But, um... Or are currently alive at the beginning of the promotional material. Yeah. And between the book and the series, there are different people alive and dead. Yeah, there uh, are a few some different people. So what are some of the, like, the biggest things that happen in book one, Barry? At the end the of book... Thing, well, the end of the book, like, I think the biggest thing near the end of the book is the execution of Netter, you know? Yep, it's like, that's big. Kind of like, you know, the first Star Trek movie <laughs> where Obi-Wan Kenobi got killed at the end Did of it. Did you say the, the first Star Trek movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Star Trek, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, duh. <laughs> but, um, but, I was about to say, but, no, that wasn't the he's first kind of Star a, Trek movie that Spock died. <laughs> no, that was the third one with the yeah. whale. <laughs> that was the fourth one. Oh my goodness. The the Spock was in the second one. <laughs> ah, the gotcha. first one was terrible. That was uh, a test. The first one was so terrible. You might as well have called it paper, but, um, so, and, but Netter, Ned, Netter's okay, execution yep, and then a few and Danny, I mean, that was a really good part too is like Netter. I mean, I think a couple of big things, Netter, especially and Eddard, uh, Eddard. Yeah. Eddard to Ned. 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 For, whatever reason. Yeah. Ned is dead. The same way that yeah. <laughs> for Ned, dead Ned. He's not Robert Ned Flanders, off. though. <laughs> so the, the Pulp Fiction line, Ned's dead. Ned's dead, yeah. yeah. So, so that was a good part. And then the and then the other major story, I thought, I think a lot of fans probably like this better, is the whole um, Danny story with her lover and that sort of tragic romance and how that ended. That was pretty good, too. Although I want to say this in the book, like they make it different in the TV series, but she's 13 years old when this is all going on in the book series. Like some of these people, a lot of them are, are younger in the books than they are in the movie. Well, I mean, for one thing, you know, it wasn't going to become a uh, giant phenomenon in quite the same way. If you had a, you know, a giant, uh, like basically raping a 13 year old the first time, you know, like it actually happens in the book. Um, yeah, that would have been uh, more difficult to watch. Yes, and more difficult. Already uncomfortable. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So, uh, so okay. So yeah. So Danny, she kills Cal Drogo at the end in the fire and gets the eggs. That happens at the end of book one. Is that the end? End yeah, of the book end one. Of the book is dragons. Yeah. So and I, that makes you all excited that there might be dragons coming soon. Yeah. Fairly and then uh, uh, Tyrion is actually he plays a pretty a, a large role from right off the bat too. Um, his whole thread of you know with the knife with uh, Caitlin, Catelyn thinking. Um, like, you know, it's funny because I went back and just Wikipedia, like ch- a chapter by chapter thing, you know, on it. I was surprised with how big of a role he actually plays right off the bat and how he's always one of my favorite characters just mm. from the very beginning. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. a foil from a lot of the other characters. The other characters are fairly handsome and like mm-hmm. he's a lot more cynical. I mean, he obviously is not a handsome man and he's yeah. just, yeah, I think he's like, there's definitely stark difference between him and every other character in the movie, yeah. in the in the show book well and it's book. also showing like he's unattractive he's not necessarily i mean in very many ways he doesn't fit in the time physically he can't be a knight but he's smarter he's generally seems to be a better person he actually cares about things but he's a drunk yeah so, like and he's very he ha- he runs his mouth oh yeah yeah he just kind of doesn't care he's like what can you do to me that's worse than i already have in my life Tyrion so. could have had it worse though he could have been poor. Yeah, there is that, huh? <laughs> well, he would have been killed most likely had he been poor. Yeah. yeah. How much is it talked about that um, Robert doesn't give up the throne even though he doesn't care about um, leading because of how afraid he is of Joffrey ruling? Is that mentioned in the books? I was reading a review where they Fear said that. Joffrey? Yeah, that like Joffrey's such a psychopath that he doesn't, he, that he's worried what Joffrey would do if he was ruling. I think is that you might mention something to, to Ned, Ned at one point, just saying like, yeah, but look at this loser I made. Like, yeah. his mom screwed this up. Yeah. But I don't think it's really like a big the whole threat. Reason. Okay. He's just like, yeah, this kind of sucks. I'd rather be battling. Because it's good to be the king. Yeah. It's good to be the king. I mean, he's got <laughs> bastards all over the city, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah if you're going to cast somebody, you'd have to go out and like have a punchable face contest to cast Joffrey, really, right? <laughs> I don't a, think that his Ted character Cruz in the book has a very punchable... How about a young Ted Cruz could play Joffrey? <laughs> oh, <God>. That's smug. <laughs> oh, man. Or young... Uh, who's that Wall Street guy? No, Martin Shkreli Sh- Sh- yeah, could have played Joffrey. <laughs> but crazy, didn't he get almost as much prison time as Manafort? There are there are five people in North Carolina who got longer prison terms for illegally voting in the election than he did for trying to manipulate the election on massive scale. When it wasn't even necessarily on purposely voting. Like, they yeah. didn't know that it was illegal for them to vote uh, getting back to the show the, or the the series books, getting though. Getting back to the series where the rich have every, all the control, yes. not like real life. Yeah. So Robert doesn't care about actually ruling. And even back then, he was just the best fighter of his day. He's close to seven feet tall in the book, isn't he? Isn't I think he's supposed to be pretty large because he has like a, it's supposed to be a huge war hammer. Yeah, he so fights like his, muscular. his sign, he was, I think he was like the mace or the hammer or something no, he like. Had a war hammer. Yeah, but. Not a mace. Okay, but anyway, but his nickname, yeah, was like oh. the hammer or something or the, anyways, I don't it was something name. like, yeah, but he's like in, yeah, he's like a massive human being though. Isn't well, the mountain like I eight think feet by the tall? End, he's yeah. just like also a yeah. massively like fat, fat man, human. too. Yeah. He's a robust human. 
Yeah. But all of these guys are, you know, considered are actually like huge people in the book, you know, like. Yeah, it's hard to because when you're, you know, when you're trying to write a, oh, and this guy's huge. And then you have, you know, five other people that you want to also be like yeah. big and imposing. And then you're like, oh, well, I mean, I guess this guy's even bigger. And <laughs> suddenly you have oh, a and this And this guy's, he's even bigger. This one they call the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, one thing, I mean, historically, the nobility were always much larger because they were the only ones that were actually well fed. Yeah, it makes sense. But. Mm-hmm. I know, like, in fact, several of the kings actually, like, they're, um, during the time, like, the, the Hundred Years' War in England and in France, like, the, they were, in, like, an exceptionally large um, people, even for, like, today, they were all, like, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, so they would have seemed like giants to, like, 5 foot, you know, the average, like, 5 foot 5 or 5 foot 6 man at the time, you know, and they would have been in full plate mail when you would have been, like, wearing a leather jerkin if you were lucky as a footman, you know, it's probably a pretty terrifying like <laughs> a thing to have happen. And in this one, you know, you add a little bit of the extra to it. It's, it's even need to make, make it more epic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really should have married someone taller to truly contribute to like the gene pool. Yeah. Eh, I'm the only short one in the whole equation. You're probably going to be okay. I'm probably going to have my son and daughter taller than me. Um, yeah. The uh, Barry, so you liked Ned a lot. Yeah. Ned you liked Tyrion. I don't remember, like, was Daenerys really cool or? She, she was. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of her in the first book, though. Okay. I mean, she ate, like, a heart at least, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of kind of like that tragedy. I mean, there was obviously her and Ned both, like, make decisions near the end that they make a decision to make things better, but their decision actually makes things it makes things worse. It really it, does. It's, it's a, yeah, they, I think that, that, that kind of like put a bow on the end of the book. There. I mean, and, cause when you think about it, like Jamie and Cersei and Joffrey, I mean, I know Joffrey just goes crazy and does his, shows his sadistic self, but did they really have too much of a choice? I mean, Ned was a sanctimonious bastard. He was not, do you think he really would have kept his mouth shut and gone to the watch and never, like kept on saying like, oh, look, he's a child of incest and isn't the true, shouldn't truly be the the king, you know? Like, do yeah, you think that they I had that? I believe that Ned would do that. That he wouldn't? That he I would? believe he'd keep his mouth shut. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. if he, he's that if honorable. He he would, if it meant his family, like going back and, and the safety of his children and, and all mm-hmm. of that, he probably would have. Maybe. Well, even if he gave the short term, I wonder if though if his honor wouldn't have been like that. It wouldn't his honor. He had such a strong sense of honor that eventually he just couldn't have helped himself and would have been like, maybe he would have stayed as the commander of the watch and not left that. But like, there was enough other people that knew maybe at that point that like I don't know conspired. Yeah, I just feel like maybe it would be hard. Like I don't know. I mean, I think that if I was. The Lannisters, I probably would have wanted him dead, too. I mean, I wouldn't have been a psychopath on Joffrey's level. I would have been more like Robert myself if I was a ruler, but... Tywin was upset by the whole... By him actually being killed. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm just going to say that I don't necessarily... I mean, it's hard to say that, oh, Jaime and uh, Cersei 
I mean, they are incestuous. But one thing that's important to note is, is that in this world, the Targaryens, who were the rulers for a long period of time, they only married brothers and sisters. Yeah. yeah. In well, the royal maybe line. They made sure in the royal they... line. Not only. If it was, a, if it was an option. Yeah, but maybe they had only. their okay. Maybe they had their punnet squares out and made sure there were no recessive genes. You know, I'll give them that. The last, the last, like truly great Targaryen lord, he had he married both of his sisters, didn't he? There were, I think there were a couple. The the first, the Aegon the Conqueror married both his sisters, but even Rhaegar was married to a Dornish woman. Like there, that's why there are so many. Um, if they have a little bit in their blood, because okay. like the distant. Targaryens would marry into other families. Mm-hmm. So I think even like the Blackwoods and stuff have a Targaryen, a little bit of Targaryen. I thought they blood. were very, I thought so the Blackwoods were very Targaryen no, still. Well, something. But yeah. So they're willing to, they'll, they'll marry to them. It doesn't have to be brother or sister. I think they just prefer that they're. Yeah. Well, because one thing that like with the wider lore that I've read all of the random, I have all of the random coffee table books, you know, is that you needed a certain percentage of the blood to uh, Targaryen blood to actually be able to control the dragons. Like, it's in their DNA, basically, you know, that keeps that dragon. So marrying brothers to sisters was actually, like, a good idea when you're in Westeros, when you're not with the other Valyrians, you know? So, anywho, that's just getting off the side a little bit. But um, let's just, uh, I guess, we're already going long, even with what I'm going to cut out of the other stuff. But talking about the first book, Barry, specifically you... What would your like? What was your rating and general opinion of the book? Okay, I want to give it four and a half stars just because I want to. I have a, like faith that they get better from this point. Um, <laughs> it was just uh, I don't know. Like there were times where you know there were some parts. It wasn't like uh, action packed all the time. There were parts where it got a little muddy. But I mean, I just got to give credit to them just for how. I mean, maybe I mean you guys read a lot more fantasy than me. Uh, maybe there's some worlds better fleshed out than this one. But I just got to be one. Or are you thinking of Robert Jordan? No, actually, I was actually thinking Malazan. But Robert Jordan is pretty <laughs> epic too, though, for his world building. But yeah, it's, yeah there's not yeah. a ton that are going to have the world building. Like I mean, you know, just I mean, it's not very. From what I'd expect, I mean, there's not much magic at all in this. It's almost like, uh, other than the fact that there's dragon eggs at the end, but there's really not much magic in this book. Very it's low all magic, yeah. like politics. I mean, maybe the other books have a lot more magic they bring in, but they're... Not a lot, but more. But not a lot. But yeah, it really almost feels like, you know, we're just studying like a, fi- a medieval fiction in a, a fantasy world for a mm-hmm. lot of it. Yeah. Chris... Katie, either of you guys want to really talk about, I know it's been years for ago since we actually read this book for the first time, but yeah, I think uh, for me, it's kind of hard to give it a rating just because uh, we never did kind of circle back to what our reading experience of the, uh, this series was. Yeah. Well, I, we continue on like, and, and get out of like, I want this to be the end of the first episode and then we'll get yeah. into the second and talk more about, like our experiences and you know the, all of the other stuff with it, but sure. Um, but all that to say that it's been a very long time yeah. since I gave this an earnest read. Um, I'll 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 go with four and a half, just because I mean obviously that when I when I initially read it back in I don't know the era the two thousand. Early 2000s, maybe. Yeah. Casey, uh, I don't know if you read it at the same time, but when we were in college, Casey bought this one. So it would have been like 2003, four ish. 
somewhere in that range is when I read them because Casey read the first two and then gave them to me. So I know that it like while we were still in college. So it had to have been around that time. Yeah. yeah. And and I know that uh, I mean, I know that I did continue on with the series mm-hmm. um, and then I kind of never got back around to rereads. Uh, not since the fourth one came out yeah katie when did we do our last reread i did it with you um when we first started dating you had me watch the show the first season was the only one that was out and then i read it and that was right when um so 2009 or 10 it was the same year that um that dance with dragons came out jeez when did a dance with dragons come out I don't know. I don't even know how long we've been married, okay? Five years this summer. Dance of Dragons is the fifth one, right? Yes. The fourth one came out in November of 2005. So it came out three years ago? (laughs) 2011 is when it came out. So 2011 was the last time I read the series again. Yeah, and I've never... Well, I read once, but normally I like to reread a series whenever a new book comes out, but a new book hasn't come out <laughs> since then. Yeah. So I've only reread it, I think, once when, because um, I had most of them on my Kindle, but not the first one because I had borrowed it from you and then my dad wanted to read them. So I bought that one and then, oh, wait, it was the other way. I had all of them except for the last one. So then my dad paid for me to buy the last one on Kindle because he wanted yeah. to finish it. But yeah, but and but I do remember though reading it and absolutely loving it from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it would have been a five star for me back then. But I mean, yeah, you know, it was the first, every the first book as it was when it was just the first book in a fantasy series. Mm-hmm. It was probably better than my rating for it would have been better at that point in time than it is now. Mm-hmm. Partially just because who knows if the series going to end. Yeah, a a a much better, in my opinion, uh, medium for it was TV, and that has exceeded it. And so, for me, I'm not all that interested in. Reading.